The following podcast you are about to listen to is filled with opinions as well as facts. If at any point during this podcast you experience any butthurt, you should speak with your doctor about getting the stick removed from your ass. What is going on, sheeple? Welcome back to That's All I Can Stand, the podcast where I talk about the things that I really just can't stand listening to in the news anymore. And currently, the hot topic is, of course, the election. And uh, I had two choices of uh, this episode, episode 11, and I decided that I would talk about uh the sort of the security going on and how secure this election was and the lawsuits that the Trump campaign is putting forth to talk about the fraud going on in our election and the fact that uh the majority of the GOP is uh, of course standing behind him now i can't for the life of me, seem to understand what exactly what it what what point uh, did the Republican Party change to the Trump Party? At what point did the Republicans in this country just decide to lay down and grovel at this man's feet? I don't understand it. I don't get it. Maybe it's because he has such a, a rapport with Republican voters that they feel like if they don't appease him, he'll tell them not to vote for a particular individual. I don't, like, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen after he's removed from office on January 20th, but I have a feeling that he is going to continue to have an influence in our political system for just a long time after he's removed from office. But that's not what I wanted to talk about this episode. I'm going to end up getting on another rant. I wanted to talk about the lawsuits that's going on uh, with the Trump administration currently right now in the country and the, as he says, voter fraud. Before I do that, I wanted to talk about a tweet that came out today from the President of the United States uh, where Trump has fired his... Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency Director Christopher Krebs. Trump said that Krebs gave a highly inaccurate statement about the security of the 2020 presidential election. Now, oh my God. Like, I just, I can't possibly, I, I just, it, I don't understand how <laughs> you, you, you the, how in the hell... That, that President Trump can say can say anything about this because like, it just it boggled my mind. This is what he tweeted this morning. Uh, recent statement by Chris Krebs of the security of the, the security of the 2020 election was highly inaccurate in that there were massive improprieties and fraud, including dead people voting, poll watchers not allowed to into polling location quote, glitches in the voting machines, which changed votes from Trump to Biden, late voting, and many more. 
Therefore, effective immediately, Chris Krebs has been terminated as the director of cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency. Like, come the fuck on, man. In, in, in all seriousness, come the fuck on. He, he, he went against what you were saying, and so you fired him. You fucking baby. I mean, seriously. There have been absolutely no indications of dead people voting. Yes, there were mail-in ballots mailed in by people who are currently dead, dying of COVID after they had mailed in their ballots. Less than 100 nationwide, by the way. There has not been a single solitary instance where poll watchers have not been allowed into locations other than specific instances in specific locations where there were more poll watchers on both Democrat and Republican sides that could be allowed into the building at any given time. He talks about glitches in the voting machines, which the voting machine companies have, have said there are no glitches in our software. And it, it, the only way to find out any sort of glitch would be to take apart the entire uh, machine, check it, and then rebuild it to see if it happens again. You have to do a full diagnostic on each and every single solitary machine. It's a conspiracy theory. And he's just he just he he goes on about it. Late voting, there was no late voting. He's probably referring to people who are allowed to vote after the polls were supposedly to have closed. When in many states, it is perfectly okay for somebody to vote after 8 p.m. Especially if they're already standing in line. Like, what do you get? Like, oh my god, it's 8.01, you can't vote. Bye. Should have been here earlier. Bye. I mean, this motherfucker. So, like... Trump has shown absolutely nothing like systemic fraud in any of the 17 lawsuits and counting, there are still others that have yet to be filed, that his campaign and allies have filed since the election day. I mean, they're seeking to block certification of Biden's victory in the Electoral College. The allegations of fraud are just a, a, a small bit of unverified accusations about the voting and the counting process, usually directly affecting too few ballots to change any of the state's results. But he's going to do it anyway, because he has to prove his point. Now, interestingly enough, um, a lot of these things are going to cost him money out of his pocket, as it were. Uh, today, in fact... Wisconsin uh, finished their counting, and it's going to cost Donald Trump and the Trump campaign $7.9 million to ask for a recount, okay? And they have until uh, November 18th at 5 p.m. to ask for a recount and pay $7.9 million up front. So I have no doubt that... Trump supporter emails are getting flooded with, hey, you need to uh, donate us money so we can pay this $7.9 million. When, like, what the hell is wrong with you people? You're going to donate money 
to this guy, this guy who already has, who's, who's worth billions and billions of dollars. He's got the money. He doesn't need new money. He does, you know, like, why are you giving this guy money? He doesn't need it. He's going to use your money instead of his own. You're the idiot for donating the money to him. If you want to do it, fine. You're an idiot. There, I said it. Now, let's talk about these some of these stupid-ass uh, lawsuits that he's got going on. All right, let's start with Michigan. This, this first lawsuit, uh, Constantino v. Detroit, which has already been denied, filed on November 9th, claims that there were two poll challengers, representatives of the Republican Party, allowed to monitor vote counting who alleged fraud and misconduct during the vote count last week at the TCF Center in Detroit. The lawsuit asked the court to block certification of the election results in Wayne County. More than 867,000 people voted. Uh, the plaintiffs misunderstood the process for verifying and tabulating absentee votes. According to Chris Thomas, the state director for election in Michigan for 36 years, before his retirement in 2017, who submitted an affidavit for the defendants in the city of Detroit and the Detroit Election Commission. He explained that the election workers entered January 1st, 9th, January 1st as a placeholder when the computer system required them to type in a birth date but could not access the information on file. Like, on November 11th, uh, Donald J. Trump for President Inc. v. Benson and this is uh, pending litigation. Uh, this suit that, that, that repeats the pending state court claim of fraud and misconduct in the previous Constantino v. Detroit, the Trump campaign is similarly seeking to block Michigan's certification of the vote. The plaintiffs uh, submitted more than 230 pages of affidavits from Republican poll challengers, but they described isolated grievances and perceived irregularities, not systematic fraud. Filed on November 11th, Bailey v. Whitmer, and this has been dropped. The claim of four voters sought to exclude all the votes cast in three counties from Michigan's total based on allegations of fraud and irregularities. Without corroboration, the plaintiffs said the officials counted the ballots of ineligible voters. Come on now. The complaint also includes unverified accounts of software glitches and dead people voting that circulated on Fox News and the Epoch Times. So this is where that conspiracy comes in. Um, this is one of four suits brought by a conservative lawyer, uh, Mr. Bop, B-O-P-P, -P. Bop, Boop, Bop, Mr. Bop. What? How do you how do you take a guy like that seriously, Mr. Bop? I'm a lawyer, Mr. Bop. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Donald J. Trump for President Inc. v. Benson, filed on November 4th. This has been dismissed, and the appeal has been denied. This claim during the ballot counting in Michigan, the Trump campaign sued to stop it. In an affidavit, one poll watcher said another, whom she did not name, told her that she was told by still other poll workers to change the date on which a ballot was received. <laughs> it's a he said, she said, they said kind of thing. Uh, this is one of a number of cases the Trump campaign has filed in key states trying to stop counting as a result uh, 
you know, to, to swing in favor of Biden. Uh, another lawsuit that was filed on the 4th, Stoddard v. City Election Commission of the City of Detroit. This has also been dismissed. A Republican poll challenger and the Election Integrity Fund, a nonprofit organization, yeah, right, sued to stop election workers in Detroit from hand-duplicating ballots that could not be read by the machine. The suit also uh, sought to delay election certification results. Um, so, <laughs> uh, this was an effort to suggest that mail-in ballots were being handled to benefit uh, Biden. Now, interestingly enough, what, 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 what was really going on here is these ballots that came in, the machine couldn't read it. So in order for the ballot to be counted, it had to be, somebody had to hand duplicate another one. Okay. I mean, what are we, we're just going to throw them out. Oh, we can't move, she can't read them. Throw it out. I mean, they don't know what was written on those ballots because they can't see the ballot in and of itself. So, I mean, those some of those ballots could have been for Trump. They don't know. But they're just going to be like, no, 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 you can't. Like, come on now. In Pennsylvania, uh, canvas of absentee and mail-in ballots of November 3rd in the general election, filed on November 10th, has been denied. The claim is on behalf of a voter, the Trump campaign appealed the decision by the Philadelphia County Board of Elections to count five categories of mail-in ballots. Pennsylvania law provides that voters must sign and fill out an outer envelope this suit challenges a total of 8,349 ballots with outer envelopes that were signed but lacked other information like date, voter's printed name, or street address. Mon dieu, 8,349 ballots? That, that, was, that was not going to win him nothing. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And it goes on like this. Uh, Prickle v. v. Wolf. Prickle v. Wolf. Uh... The law firm, <laughs> the law firm that was that was representing this, has since dropped this lawsuit. But this was filed on November 10th. So four voters sought to block all the votes from Philadelphia, Montgomery, Delaware, and Allegheny counties from being included in the state total, claiming the state violated the right to equal protection by allowing different, dif sorry, by allowing deferring absentee balloting practices among counties. This is what that means. So the election system in the United States is highly decentralized and gives considerable authority to state and county officials over how to run elections. As a result, in common states, uh, it is common for states to allow some variation in local election practices and to allow voters to cast provisional ballots in a variety of circumstances. So, I mean... No, it's not going to be universal from one county to the next. It's not. I mean, I experienced that here in Harris County when we voted. We voted in a drive through voting site. Nowhere else in Texas could you do a drive through voting site. We got that approved by the Texas Supreme Court. It didn't happen in any other county in any other part of the state. Any part in any other part of the nation, as far as I know. I don't know. I could be wrong. But, like, come on now. Uh, let's see. Donald J. Trump for president. The Book of R. This was filed on November 9th. 
the Trump campaign is seeking to block the certification of the Pennsylvania election, alleging fraud in mail-in balloting, insufficient access for poll, poll observers, and varying procedures of curing ballots among different counties. The plaintiffs said Democratic-heavy counties allowed voters to cure their absentee ballots, while Republican-heavy counties did not. They also said ballots were processed in Allegheny County and Philadelphia, while poll observers were too far away to see what was happening. On Election Day, Republican lawyers acknowledged in court that the party's observers were present at the Pennsylvania Convention Center in Philadelphia when votes were being counted, and the judge ruled an allowance to let the observers move closer to observe the counting. Like, I mean... <laughs> stupid. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Complete waste of time. Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. versus Bucks County Board of Elections. Filed on November 9th. This one is still ongoing, I guess. There's no real update on anything that's happened with this, but the Trump campaign... And others appealed the decision of Bucks County Board of Elections to count 2,175 ballots that lacked the voter's printed name or street address or the date of signing. The suit also challenged an inclusion of 76 ballots that arrived in unsealed inner envelopes or with markings on them. Mon Dieu. Do they really think that 11,000 ballots is going to change anything in Philadelphia? I, it's, it's, it's petty... Stupid little bullshit like this. It's, you know, nothing's going to happen of this. Donald J. Trump for President Inc. versus Montgomery County Board of Elections filed on November 5th. And this this lawsuit was denied. The Trump campaign and others sued Montgomery County Board of Elections for notifying voters before Election Day to allow them to fill in missing information on ballot envelopes. This is called curing a ballot. They're missing information, they allow it to correct it so the vote can be counted. About 600 ballots are at issue. A, uh, there was a hearing, Judge Richard has of the Court of Common, Ple- Common Pleas, asked if the suit included any accusations of fraud. When pressed, the, lower, the lawyer for the plaintiffs said no. He just didn't want the votes to be counted. That's what it was. Uh, 600 ballots. <laughs> Really? Like, it, it, election, election law allows ballots to be cured. That's what they call the ballot to be, to be cured. You, you have a mail-in ballot. It was filled out incorrectly or it's missing some information. It's allowed to be cured. It's allowed for a chance for the person who submitted that mail-in ballot to fix it so that their vote can be counted. You know, that's... Let's see, uh, Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. v. Bokvar, again, filed on November 4th. Uh, The Trump campaign and others challenged guidance that Mr. Bokvar provided to counties before the election, allowing them to tell absentee voters they had until November 12th to provide missing proof of identification. Again, curing the ballots. So, Pennsylvania law normally sets a deadline for six days after the election, November 9th, right, to provide missing voter IDs. Uh, The Secretary of State extended the deadline to November 12th in light of a decision by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, 
to allow absentee ballots to be counted if they were received by November 6th. The extension by Mrs. Bo- by Mrs. Bokovar allowed apl- allowed to only a small number of ballots with missing IDs that arrived after November 3rd. On November 12th, Judge of the Commonwealth ordered this narrow category of ballots to be excluded from the state count. None of these ballots had yet had even yet been included, and this is Trump's only win so far. He's got one win, but you know the problem is is because he's got one, he's gonna he thinks he's gonna win them all. Even the ones that were denied, he won those. You know, this one was a joke. All right, the Republican Party of Pennsylvania. Book of Art. Okay, Pennsylvania is just a giant battleground state. Apparently, the Republican Party is just not like Pennsylvania. And I, I, you know, I don't blame them. I wouldn't like a state that didn't like me neither. The Republican Party of Pennsylvania asked a Supreme Court to block counting of ballots received between the end of Election Day and November 6th. In September, the Pennsylvania court ruled that ballots could be counted if they were postmarked by November 3rd and received by November 6th. Republicans then asked the U.S. Supreme Court to block the Pennsylvania court's ruling. In October, in a 4-4 split, the justices let the state court ruling stand. Pennsylvania's Attorney General, however, ordered the late-arriving ballots segregated from the rest of the count. Last Friday, the U.S. Court of Appeals on the Third Circuit ruled that the plaintiffs did not have standing to stop the counting of the late-arriving ballots. The Supreme Court has to say whether it will hear Republicans' appeal. Dear God, I hope not. They probably will, though. Because we have to appease our Lord and Master. Right? Now, let's talk about Arizona. Oh my God. Wait, they're suing stuff in Arizona, too? Oh yeah! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Donald J. Trump for President Inc. v. Hobbs, filed on November 9th. The Trump campaign claimed that some small ballots in Maricopa County were filled out with Sharpie pens. And a handful of voters and a poll observer said they were bleeding ink on these ballots, causing an overvote on the other side. And that poll workers were instructed to press a green button on the scanner to accept the votes despite the error. The suit seeks to prevent the supposed overvotes from being included in the tally until they are reviewed. So, the suit involves only 191 votes. 191 votes. I mean, at a hearing on Thursday, when one witness was asked if she had a bias to believe her vote was not counted, she answered, quote, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> the next day, the Trump campaign dropped the lawsuit. <laughs> she was probably their star witness, too. <laughs> like, I just... It's, it's ridiculous. Nevada. Stoke v. Sagovsky. I have no idea. Okay, whatever. Stoke v. Sagovsky. I hope I said that right. I probably didn't. Uh, This was filed on November 5th and has been denied. The claim is two poll watchers, a poll observer, and elected officials backed by the Trump campaign claimed there were problems with an automated signature verification machine in Clark County. One of them, Jill Stoke, said that a Trump campaign news conference, I went to vote and was told I already voted. 
the Clark County Register of Voters, uh, Joe Gloria, investigated Ms. Stokes' complaint and said that, this, that the signature on her absentee ballot appeared to match the one in her voter file, but gave her the option of challenging that vote and casting a provisional ballot. Mrs. Stoke refused. What? What? What's the lawsuit? What is that? I mean, like, <laughs> like it, it was, what, what's the problem here? Like, they told us she had already voted. So he was like, here, you want to fill out this provisional ballot? We'll throw out that one, and you can fill out this one. And she was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> it's a goddamn problem. Like, I don't, this is, uh, that's why it got denied. Because it's stupid. In Georgia, Brooks v. Mahoney, filed on November 11th, is pending litigation. Uh, the claim is that four Republican voters sued over the process of absentee vote counting in several Georgia counties, seeking to exclude all of the votes cast in them from the state total. The plaintiffs cited isolated incidents of fraud. One voter, for example, said the absentee ballot was recorded even though he voted in person. What? The plaintiffs also claim that several counties appeared to have more registered voters than their interpretation of the census data would suggest was plausible. I, <laughs> the city, they cited a study that estimated from past survey data, but without proof, that thousands of non-citizens voted for Joe Biden. How? I mean, if, if, if this is the case... Uh, I mean, like, what the hell? So Georgia's in the middle of a recount, all right? They're 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 doing a recount. So the so the suit status is pending in the United States District Court. Um, but Jesus Christ, I, I mean, uh, no proof, no evidence uh, in in this lawsuit. Another law, frivolous lawsuit with no evidence. Uh, let's see. Uh. uh in reinforcement of election laws, this was filed on November 4th and dismissed. The Trump campaign sued to prevent ballots from being counted if they were received after 7 p.m. on Election Day. This is one of a flurry of cases around the country seeking to limit the counting of mail-in ballots. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> if they were received after 7 p.m. on Election Day. You know, I, I, was, I was watching um, the uh, Twitter feed of the... Um, Harris County clerk and, on election day and just he, he took a, a, a photo um, from where the ballots were being pulled in he was up on a balcony up on uh, in one of the office floors of uh, the building where the ballots were being pulled in and it was just it looked like Cars were coming in for a football game. There were that many vehicles bringing in, you know, machines that needed to be pulled to be counted. I mean, and it went on like that for hours. Of course, our polls closed at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. I believe it was 8 p.m. on Election Day. And, uh, I mean, for hours, people were bringing them in. So how the hell can you sit there and, and, and file a lawsuit talking about, uh, you know, ballots were received after 7 p.m. on Election Day. 
basically what was happening here is, is that Trump didn't want anybody counting ballots after Election Day. That's what happened. Because there's there's no way to know on Election Day who won, who wins the... There's just no freaking way. Uh, let's see. The final lawsuit in Wisconsin. Uh, Lingenhorst v. Pecor. This was filed on November 12th and has since been dropped. Four voters sought to exclude all the votes cast in three counties from Wisconsin's total base on differences in absentee voting rules among the counties. The suit objected to Milwaukee, Dane, and Minomini. Why don't people in Wisconsin have... Like, it... it, You... you, Whatever. (laughs) In three counties... Uh, allowing voters to say they are indefinitely confined by age, illness, or disability to cast ballots without providing photographic identification. Come on now. The complaint also cited a handful of voters who said they received absentee ballots without requesting them. Yeah, fucking right. And three absentee ballots allegedly completed after they were mailed to deceased people. Probably one of the instances where those three people died after they had mailed them off. But they're not looking at it that way. So this suit makes the same kind of equal protection claims as the ones in Brooks v. Mahoney, Bailey v. Whitmer, and Prickle v. Wolf. All were filed by the lawyer James Boop. Uh, of course, he dropped all of these lawsuits because, of course, he had no evidence, as is just the slew of th- that's 17 uh, lawsuits filed 17 so he's 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 essentially uh one and uh i think what 14 one in 14 dropped lawsuits law, you know denied lawsuits three are pending litigation right now i'm quite certain that old man rudy giuliani is out there trying to figure out ways to get more lawsuits going. It's ridiculous. You know? And the Trump campaign is paying Rudy Giuliani $20,000 a day to, do, to, to, to manage these lawsuits. The man can't even manage, manage to tuck his shirt in. And he's getting $20,000 a day to manage all these lawsuits that he's losing. You know, Trump used to talk about he doesn't like being around losers. Well... Rudy Giuliani is the biggest fucking loser I can possibly see coming out of this whole thing right now. Even a bigger loser than Trump himself. And still, uh, Rudy's got a job. I mean, Trump's about to be out of a job. You know. Uh, But I guarantee you Rudy's going to continue to have his job. Despite the fact that he's a loser. I don't know. know. I'm sure there'll be more lawsuits coming. I'm sure that there will be lawsuits coming after January 20th. You know, I'm sure that, you know, I'm quite certain there'll be a lawsuit put forth against the United States government after they forcibly remove Trump from his office in the White House because he's not going to want to leave. And he's going to say that they, you know, used brute force, excessive force, that kind of thing. You know, they injured his arm. It'll be that kind of shit. This is the kind of president that people want. Like, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's childish. He's screaming and hollering about election fraud when he has 
literally no evidence of it. Yes, there are a few isolated incidents here and there, but that happens everywhere, every election, not just a presidential election. There's always somebody trying to scam the system. And the reason Donald Trump knows there's always somebody trying to scam the system is because he's one of those guys who is always scamming the system. It's how he got to be the, the man that he is, taking advantage of the system the way that he does, scamming the system, scamming people. He's a con artist. I'm not saying that Joe Biden's not a con artist because he's a politician. Politicians are literally con artists. They make promises, you give them money, and then they disappear. It happens whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. But right now, what we've got is a president that has conned the entire country for four years into believing that he is the man to do this job. And more than half of this country has had enough. And they voted him out. So he's throwing a temper tantrum. You know, it's funny. I, I Speaking of temper tantrums, um, uh, <laughs> Tommy Lauren, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Tommy Lauren is, you know, conservative Barbie. Uh, you know, she's... She's the blonde, I'm super smart, uh, because of the way I talk, Tommy Lauren. Uh, and uh, it's funny, because back in November of 2016, uh, she wrote that a, she tweeted, a protest is an objection to a grievance. If it's just a bunch of sore losers, it's called a tantrum. I mean... That's what her and the rest of maggot community has been doing. I mean, I don't, you know, she tweeted another, if, if Donald Trump were to lose, he won't, his supporters will go to work tomorrow just as they always do every day. When Biden loses, his supporters will likely loot and riot. Tells you everything you need to know. Well, you know what? What's been going on is... You know, in support of Donald Trump, uh, Washington, D.C. got shut down because just protests all over the goddamn, all over the goddamn city because they want to keep Trump in, in, in office, you know, and they antagonized supposed Antifa that was there in counter protest of their protest. Now, there was absolutely no evidence that anybody linked to Antifa was go was doing anything at this protest. So, you know, but of course, you know, her and all of her her maggot buddies will immediately talk about, uh, you know, it was Antifa antagonizing the Trump supporters. When I guarantee you that it was the Trump supporters antagonizing the far left, as they like to call them. You know, if you voted for Biden, you're far left. I mean, I don't, I don't really understand exactly where people can can say we draw the line here. You know, if you're not one of us, you're one of them. It's that kind of thing, and this is something that's been going on for decades. 
But under the Trump administration, the line has become a lot more obvious. You know, I used to I used to respect the thing, the kind of things that Tommy Lauren said back before she became, you know, a uh, back before she joined the list of of you know Barbie dolls that want to be Trump's next uh, wife. Ben Shapiro, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I used to talk about the things that Ben Shapiro said all the time, and now I look at him and he's just like, oh my god, like I look at him and I just go, oh my god, like what the hell is wrong with you? Like all he does is pick fights at this point. That's all he does. He picks a fight. You know, that's, I don't need to listen to that kind of thing. If you want to be conservative, be conservative. I'm not telling you to shut the hell up and keep your opinions to yourself because this is America. You have the right to your own opinion. And if you want to voice that opinion, fine. Voice that opinion. But don't sit there and think that you're going to tell me that I'm wrong simply because you're right. I'm not going to do that to you. Don't do that to me. People are just... People are insane. You know, they're taking photos of people standing around and protesting during the day... And talking about no looting, oh my gosh, no looting, nothing burned during the day. Well, guess what? During the day, during the George Floyd protests, there was no looting, no burning. It didn't happen until at night. And guess what? When nighttime fell, it's like everybody turned into a pack of wolves. Whether you were whether you were on the right or the left, it happened. But but they don't want to talk about that. They, they, you'll never hear them talk about that. I think it's sad that the country has gotten to this point where we're just, where our own U.S., our own citizens are pitted against each other because we, you know, the president who is supposed to lead this country can't, can't unite us. He, he doesn't, he doesn't want to. He wants to continue to be a bully and make fun of people. And you got people like Tommy Lauren, people on Fox News who just lap it up. They eat it up. They love them for it. GOP, you know, the senators, the mayors, the governors, Congress people, the whole the whole GO, the whole of the GOP. I know I'm not going to say the whole of GOP cuz there's probably like 1% of the GOP that would that would definitely talk uh ill about Trump. You got people like Charlie Kirk who really just want to spend all of his time sitting at Trump's feet, begging Trump, be- begging him to come on him. That that's got to be the only thing. That's what it feels like. You know, I, it, people. I I I don't understand this thing where people go to these talks that this dumb fuck Charlie Kirk has. Okay, he's a debate expert. He doesn't actually have any fucking knowledge. Because if you ever listen to any of the things that Charlie Kirk talks about, it's old information. Old information that he memorized years ago, and he continues to bring it back up. He doesn't have any new information, because any new information that he gets, he's got to then memorize it, and by the time he's memorized it, it's then old again. So he continues to just bring up old information. And he won't, he, he won't, he won't answer a question. He will immediately stop you the second that you say... Uh, were instead of were, and you know, W H E R E instead of W E R E. 
and he will stop you right there and tell you why you're wrong and tell you why you're stupid. This, this, I, you can't say stop paying attention to these people because they have social media voice. And so they're never going to go away. But, like, I can't, for the life of me, understand why, uh, why it is that we're so divided. I mean, like, you have views different than mine. So what? Like, don't, don't. Don't force your views on me, because I don't do it to you. I don't care if you feel like men shouldn't be wearing dresses, and a woman shouldn't be allowed to marry a woman, let alone a man marrying a man. I don't care if that's your opinion. I don't. And I tell people that all the time. You know, how can you be okay with a gay couple getting married? Because I am. If they want to get married, great. You can't, like, I don't care. If they want to get married, they can get married. It's not, it's not affecting how I live my life. And if it's affecting how you live your life, you have some fucked up ass problems. You really do. And I hope I hope the country begins to heal. I really do. And I hope over the next few episodes um, to get away from talking about this election until just January 20th. Because I just, I, it needs to be over with. It does. It needs to be over with. GOP elected officials need to stop pandering to Trump and stop worrying about the people that elected them. The people who pay their salaries. The people that they work for. The people they are supposed to be caring about. The people they took an oath to care about. And it needs to happen. It does. And, you know, fuck it. it. It needs to happen to all politicians. Uh, you know what? I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna rephrase the whole thing because you can't just say I, I can't just say the GOP. I'm singling them out, and I shouldn't be, because I see Democratic leaders all the time that don't care about the people that they're supposed to be taking care of. In our own city over here, they didn't properly manage uh, the money that we got after Harvey and the devastation that happened there. The city didn't properly manage that, and we have a Democratic mayor. He didn't properly manage that money. Not the money. The money wasn't distributed the way that it was supposed to be. He fucked that up, and it pissed me the hell off. I wasn't supposed to get any of that money, but I knew people who were. But anyway, just something to think about. Just stop the hate. Stop. Stop hating on me because I don't f think the same way you do. And I'll stop hating on you because you don't think the same way you do. And maybe, just maybe, we can all heal the problems that we're having in this country 
fix them, and maybe we can all come together and just be human. U.S. citizens. People of the planet Earth. I know, it's a crazy thing to think, but I'm thinking it. And that's it for this week's episode. That's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. <laughs>